You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 5, Episode 10, titled Super Troopers. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one truculent co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I think I might have killed Judy Diamond. To, ta- <laughs> to Taylor, <laughs> the latte boy. Hello, Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, how are you? Fine, you know, it's really weird that I saw, I, everyone should know this is about mid-January 2020, and yesterday I went to go see the movie Judy with a friend of the show, John Paul. Okay. Oh, what a horrible movie this is. Did you see this Judy? No, no. It, it looks like it's one of those movies where it would be easier for Renee Zellweger just to look straight into the camera and go, give me the Oscar. I mean, it looks like she's just like chewing up the scenery, thinking that it's going to be at the oh, very yeah. least a nomination for. Her. Well, a lot of scenery chewing, a lot of doing, I hate, I often hate when pe- when real life people are depicted on screen because they often, I don't know why writers, screenwriters do this, but the person talks in quotable quotes, you know? Mm-hmm. So Judy's like that. Like, look, Judy Garland, if you ever listened to her concert, uh, audio was very kind of witty banter on in between her songs, right? But it's in this movie, everything she says is a quip. You know, she's wittier than Dorothy Parker, this Judy Garland, according to this movie, right? But also is depicted as just a pretty much insane person. Now, look, I know Judy Garland was an insane person and mm-hmm. had her problems and whatnot, but I was thinking, and it's actually, it got, I never thought about this before. Judy Garland had a very sad life, and a lot of oh, people, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, especially the studios and men, took advantage of her and kicked her while she was down, and and really ruined her life. And I was mm-hmm. like, I would almost see if if Liza and Lorna left. I don't know what happened with the boy. If they were to be like, yeah, you're doing the same thing here. I would, I would agree. Like, they didn't paint Judy in a sympathetic or. I don't know what they were trying to do. She's just a uh, just an emotional wreck throughout the whole movie. There's no arc to her. Well, but isn't that what the old gays love about her? With that she was just this, like you know. But she kind of comes back on top when she has her when she has her infamous concert series. Yeah, no, no, no. This is yeah, no, this is no, there's no no back on top. She's fired at the end. No. Okay. It's just depressing and kicking her while she's down. I don't know. That's what I thought. You know, before I go into what I was going to talk about, Taylor, did you have anything you want to talk about up top here at the, at the top of the show during our hot topic segment? No, I don't. We had just got done talking about the fact that um, I was low energy, and before mm-hmm. we started taping, we had a little mini Lizzo party. Yeah, we did have we a Lizzo party. We played a couple party. of Lizzo, Lizzo songs, uh-huh, and, and you banged a gong. And I got it on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, who, who who originally did that song, and then who did the remake of it? I know T Rex did it. I don't know. If they, are this T Rex the remake? Yeah. No, T Rex is the original. Oh, who and then did, who did it in the eighties? I didn't know there was an eighties version. The Power Station. I don't know when. I, what? Hold on for the a Power second. Station was a band that was made up of Robert Palmer, okay. John Taylor, and I think Andy Taylor from Duran Duran, and then some other guy who I don't remember. Oh yeah, here it is. Get it on Bang Gong. Yeah, let me see here. Now, is it is it like the original? It's an '80s version of it. supposed to do when they were doing this you were just like what do you what, how, what <laughs> dance convulsions. Actually, I'm gonna jump to the middle because yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right and they 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 did that while Simon Lebon Nick Rhodes and uh, Roger Taylor all did Arcadia, which was like a little offshoot of Duran Duran for a while. And the only song that they had that was a big deal was Election Day, which is an okay song. But I was a little gay boy in 1984, so of course I wanted their cassette. Mm-hmm. Why? Was that considered gay music, Duran Duran? Oh, yeah, Duran Duran. Do you not remember Duran Duran? And I was too young for them. Well, I really I, my was. My sister wasn't. My sister was a huge Duran Duran. Well, I was the older brother. I was the I was the older brother, and I was like in third grade when they were out. Well, I was in okay. So if that was eighty four. That means I was in like fifth or sixth grade when uh when Arcadia and the Power Station came out. But my sister was a big Duran Duran fan, and much like with her like Teen Beats and you know Sixteen magazines, I used to listen to her cassettes mm-hmm. and like look through her you know, magazines of pictures of, you know, Scott Bayo and Rob Lowe and all the Brat Packers and just think, I want to be them. And by be them, I mean, I want to be under them. Who, yeah, who were the, who were your teen heart thoughts when you were a kid? Like, but now look, and I'm recognizing that obviously now you're an adult and you like adults and stuff like that. But when you yes. were a kid, who were you in love with? That, that, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Lowe was definitely oh, Rob Lowe. Huge crush. I still, yeah, well, Rob Lowe was still a beautiful, beautiful man. Yes. Um, I definitely liked. Uh, I liked Scott Bayo, like on on uh, Happy Days. Scott Bayo was cute. Scott Bayo was cute. And um, you know what? You know what? Hold on for a second. I'm going to even say we have to ex- we have to divorce the fact that he's a crazy right wing nut. Oh he's, yeah, no, I, he still looks pretty fucking good for his age. Oh yeah. Um, he's a crazy person, was, but oh, no, know. he's a complete crazy person. Yeah. Uh, when I was slightly older, like high school, mm-hmm. I loved Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block. Okay, is he the one that uh, came out? Is he the one that came out? Or who was? Who's the one no, that that's out? his brother. That's Jonathan Knight. Oh, okay. Um, I was a big Kirk. Speaking of crazy, you know, right wing, I was a huge Kirk Cameron fan. Oh, I loved Kirk so Cameron. He was so cute. He was so fucking cute. He was so cute. Um. Trying to think who else. Like I kind of. What was the one that was the Karate Kid? Was that Ralph Macchio? Ralph Macchio, yeah. Ralph Macchio was definitely somebody that I was I was uh, attracted to. Mm-hmm. I definitely like them. Kind of definitely Italian looking a little bit more. They said like you got the Scott Bayos and the Ralph Machios, but I also kind of like the waspy ones like Rob Lowe, um, Kirk Cameron, 
trying to think who were the other ones that I had a big. I always thought Christopher Atkins was cute. Oh, yeah. Very cute. Yeah, very, very cute. Christopher Atkins. We loved the movie, The Pirate Movie. Oh, Have I loved it too. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, <laughs> Kevin Kline played the pirate, right? No, no. It's it's kind of – it's a parody of The Pirates of Penzance, but it's Christopher Atkins George and Hamilton? Christy Mc... – Who? George Hamilton then maybe? I don't think George Hamilton's in it. Okay. I, I know go. it's – Go ahead. Okay. It's – Christopher Atkins and Christy McNichol mm-hmm. are the are the romantic leads in it, and it's yeah. got this very eighties pop. I have this. I have the MP3s for the soundtrack. How is They're the music? Horrible. The the music is wonderfully horrible. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's there. There. I I don't even think you can get it on like Spotify or Apple Music. You might be able to, mm-hmm. but there are certain songs. You, see if you can find any of it. Okay, it's yep. it's worth it. It's worth it just how bad it is. No, you're right. You know, I don't I don't see any albums for the pirate movie. Yeah. Oh how so, odd. I I will have to send you, I will have to Google Drive you the soundtrack because they're if you enjoy eighties synth pop and like power ballads and stuff, it is definitely a amazing and by amazing i mean horrible album why do i remember kevin klein and some sort of pirates of penzance they did make the pirates of penzance into a movie because i want to say it was him and for some reason i want to say phoebe cates who he's still married to Mm -hmm. was in it as well phoebe cates was one of the girls that i would have said i had a crush on Uh i always thought phoebe cates was so beautiful Uh uh-huh so she is no. You thought she was. It's, it's universally regarded that Phoebe Cates was beautiful. Oh, I know, but I mean, as a little gay boy, oh, I that see. was something where I thought I would like to kiss her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I felt about Olivia Newton-John. Oh God, I love Olivia Newton-John. But I, went, I got in an argument today. We had a pizza party at work because we uh-huh. all did really well on this big audit. So our boss, but and I got in an argument with somebody at work that Xanadu is one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, but here's the deal, and this is why my parents knew I was a little faggot was. Uh, I, I'm gonna, guys, if you're listening, that offends you. I'm, don't care. But, um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I remember watching, um, Grease, and when she sings, um, Hopelessly Devoted, and she's wearing that little sweater over her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, oh, I want it, I want her to be my girlfriend, right? But also, I started wearing, like, little sweaters over my shoulders. <laughs> and my parents were like, you don't do that! Right? Oh, anyway, so here's my question to you. Okay, you're you're in the mental health profession, right? So you 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 deal with people. You want people to be grounded in reality, correct? I'd like them to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what are your thoughts on horoscopes? I think they're a bunch of hooey. Okay, um, but I think if it is something, if they are. If they can assist somebody to maybe mm-hmm. motivate them to do something positive in their lives. Sure. I don't see the harm in it. Sure, sure. If it's something where, like, you know, don't get on the number four bus, then I think that it's, you know, that's okay. not helping anything. Okay. But So, you know, on my Alexa, when I say, good morning, Alexa, uh, she gives me, you know, uh, the what I have on my calendar that day, the weather, uh, and then she also gives me my horoscope, right? This is kind of fun, okay? So who? All right. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the time, the horoscope, I don't even remember them one second after it's done because they're generally like, today's a day where you should keep your feelings to yourself. Try and control your temper. You know, like you're like, okay, whatever. Right. <laughs> well, of course, you're going to ignore those. Yeah, I ignore those completely. I'm like, what? 
But the one, so I guess on the weekends they do a combined weekend one, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like for Saturday this, and it's a, so usually I just get it for the day. But over the weekend, I noticed they also gave me Sunday, and it was oddly specific. It was very specific. Okay. Okay. It was like, it was like on Saturday, it was you know keep your emotions in check. But then you're like, okay, whatever, bullshit, right? Then the next day, it's, it gave me some weird bullshit about stars and planets and 500 years. Okay. And then it said, you're gonna be contacted by an unexpected person, you know, and it's gonna be really surprising to you. And I was like. This is so specific that I'm going to put it to the test. And I'm going to tell people today, right, that this was very specific because that way if it happens tomorrow, they won't be like, okay, right? You know, uh uh-huh, right? I'm telling people today this is supposed to happen. Now, in my head, of course, I'm thinking it's Cameron. I'm thinking it's Aiden. I'm thinking it's Richard. I'm thinking it's – there's a long list of people who don't talk to me anymore, okay? Right. Which I guess, now that I think about it... I feel like this is going to the depressing place, but okay. No, it's not. not. Okay. But I was thinking... But now that I think about it, those are all expected. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So then I stopped thinking about it, and the next day, uh, I'm checking my Facebook, this, this, Bobbity Blue, and then there's a message from a person, a kid... Well, he's not a kid anymore, but a, a guy that I tutored years ago, probably approaching 10 years ago okay and his name is will i'll say that i can say his name is will right and um he says he's like basically it's it's actually kind of a dumb call and a dumb message not dumb he's like i want to talk to you i'm thinking about getting the sat tutoring i want to know about the business and this and this i live in the bay area who cares right Uh but i literally i didn't think about it then i was like okay great we'll talk and then i was talking to a friend i'm like oh and I got chills, Taylor. <laughs> because he, I've actually talked about this person before. I call him Nice Cameron to people. Okay. <laughs> because I, so I was trying to pull, oh, you know, I was going to, I was going to try and pull a picture through my, um, through the trash. I threw in the trash today, but I'm like, I'll just go back to Facebook and get it. I call him Nice Cameron because he doesn't look like Cameron, right? The closest okay. you might say is that they're like third cousins or something, right? Yeah. But um, he, like, dresses like Cameron. Like He's, like, in the same wheelhouse as Cameron, but he finished college. He didn't steal his grandma's money. You know, he doesn't play with people's brains. You know, he doesn't, like, all this mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like, he actually, he is a musician like Cameron, but he actually plays gigs, and he he doesn't waste everyone's time. It's like, it's like, it's like. You You're know, not bitter about him. Yeah, it's not, it's not Goofus and Gallant. You remember, you remember Goofus, Goofus and Gallant? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it, it Goofus it, and Gallant? Okay, maybe it's Goofus and Gallant, right? But it's <laughs> he's Gallant, okay? Okay. And, you know, well, we don't guess who Cameron is, right? And so um, I'll put a picture of him in Discord. Okay. Um, so isn't that spooky? What do you think of that, Taylor? I, that, I think that's a coincidence. I think that's a but coincidence. Taylor, a, 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 an expect, like, when do you have a person... Um, show up like that. It's just so random. Okay, but that could also be, you know, somebody that's unexpected could be a delivery for something. I don't know. I it's I I I think it's all still a load of hooey. You're a load of hooey. You're a load of hooey. Hootie, hootie. You're a blowfish. 
This week, Storm takes the girls to drag booty. Oh, by the way, I looked up Storm on Google. He's straight. Mm-hmm. What? what you don't believe it? Oh no, I believe it. I just, I we're going to talk. We're going to talk about Storm. Okay. This week, we're going to talk about Storm very quickly. I don't get it. Very shortly. I'm sorry. Oh, Oh, yeah. Uh, This week, Storm takes the girls to drag booty camp, and the queens are tasked with making over their sisters in arms. Dave kills Judy Garland. Aaron distracts Detox. Izzy is Harry, and Alaska makes over Derek Barry's boyfriend. In the end, Roxy Andrews was named the winner of the challenge, while Detox and Coco were placed in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives, Detox lived to see another day while Coco Montrese was asked to sashay away. Taylor, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Storm. <laughs> oh, God. And Storm was Storm was super cute. Um, mm-hmm. This, I am not normally, I, see, I say this and mm-hmm. then I don't think it's true. Yeah. I'm going to make a statement that I'm immediately going to probably retract. Sounds but good. I'm never a big fan of the makeover episodes. Mm-hmm. But then when I think about it, some of my favorite episodes have been the makeover episodes. So I can't. And this one I thought was a good episode. Mm-hmm. There were there was enough interesting things going on um, that it kept it kept my interest the entire the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, my least favorite untucks are the makeup episodes where they're sitting with them all in the back. Yeah, I, I, that, oh, that I, I can imagine there were more sob stories about the military. There was kind of some sob stories there, but there was there was a lot of um, there's a lot of that where they all have to. They clearly said, "Okay, now, Jinx, you look at Dave and you tell each other how important you are to one another." And and Detox, you look at it like they did a bunch of those. And then they have the thing at the end where there is clearly where the producers made up a fight between um, Horchata and whatever Jinx is called his uh, called her. Called her drag mother. I can the, tell you actually. Jinx called her. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. So so that that is not my. But but I thought that the interactions between some Fortuna of the were really Fortuna. Yes, I thought were were really great. Um, particularly Jinx and Dave. I thought that was a that was a great um, kind of where they're both sort of the odd man out supporting mm-hmm. one another. I thought was thought was really really good mm-hmm. um something i did not like um i don't know that i can really think of any I, this was not a strong lip sync i thought this lip sync no was i thought i thought great. it would be stronger and, yeah and i also kind of feel like coco shouldn't have gone home oh oh we'll get to that i was looking oh Oh, do I have things to say about that? Yeah. I feel even the editors did things, and I think there's a little bit, if you look closely, there's evidence of this, to make it seem like Coco should go home, but I don't think she should have gone home. Yeah. I no. think I think they wanted Relaska Talks to go all the way to the end as much as possible, because they want that Relaska Talks versus Jinx. And if they break yeah. up Relaska Talks, it doesn't fit the narrative arc that they have, you know? So Coco had to go home. Also, Coco had to uh, lip sync like four times. Yeah, so. well, no, that was one thing where they she said four times, and I was like, oh my god, she has left same four times. Yeah. So, what about you? What are your two things you like, and one thing you didn't? Well, like you, I like Storm. No, but I also I would say more than Storm. I like this Aaron, the one that. Oh, we're going to talk about oh. Aaron a little bit later too. I just figured we would hit. Yeah, we yeah, hit yeah, Storm yeah. first, and then go down Aaron Boulevard. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, Mac, who later becomes uh Nebraska Thunderfuck. Is cute. I here's the thing. Again, I'm going to offend you, Taylor. Cause I know you're a white nationalist. I, I, 
I don't really like the basic gaze, the basic white gaze, like the the, the, the kind that look like Mac a little bit. I don't, okay. I don't like the. I don't know that. Like literally, if you want to see the the complete opposite end of what my type is, it's those guys, right? I don't. I literally cannot get it up for them. Like for instance, because I know everything always goes back to porn. Mm-hmm. In Sean Cody, there's a porn star, Sean Cody star, named yeah. Dennis, right? Okay, this, I, looking him up now. Yeah, I just Dennis literally gives me like my penis goes inside. Like I will not watch if I see him in a porn. I don't care if it's if it's with my favorite person ever. I can't do Dennis. I can't. He's just like such a basic white like John Ham gay. Like I just cannot do it. So oh, he's he's not okay. The one that's six foot three. He's tall. Yeah. Okay. He's. He's been around since like 2014. What did I say? He's still around? Did I say he's no? Currently he, does, making he, does films? Like, he does like men.com videos, and he's a little more burly now. I am familiar. Oh well, I don't know. I don't like him. I won't watch okay. it. If anything he's in, I won't because he's, he's probably a perfectly nice guy. It just doesn't do it for me, right? Okay. And I feel Mac is from that same school, that same basic. Like you know what's so funny? I have this negative opinion too. When I was in, uh, I shouldn't say where I had this. I encountered this. This um, actually very similar, really interesting uh, thruple. Okay, mm-hmm. I encountered this thruple, and one of the guys in the thruple was this horrible human being. He just was not a good human being, but he was also a basic white gay. You know, oh, you know who's a perfect example of a basic white gay? I don't like in the, in the same family. Evan Ayers. Well, no, not Evan necessarily, but. <laughs> Because Evan does have a big, fat, juicy ass, but like, have you ever seen Jordan? I'm not. You just give, you just put me on a on a but tangent here. Have okay. you ever seen George's Instagram stories? George uh, Munoz. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't think he knows any people of color. I think he just knows like the Stepford gays. You know, like they're all they all look exactly alike. They're all that basic white gay that I'm talking about. They're all super lily white with the same. They look alike. Okay. Evan looks like he's in that group. But, but I don't know why Evan isn't. I don't know why. Anyway, because you know Evan, you know Evan as a human being. Okay, maybe that's it. Okay, so but I know the other people as human beings. Anyway, what I was going to. But you've say, also said that Evan has a juicy ass. Evan has a big fat juicy ass. You don't know this? No, I've never met Evan. Oh yeah, Evan. Evan's Evan's thick, like T H I C C. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, even like I probably hate saying that because he always thinks he's fat. Um. But maybe drinking all weekend, you know, doesn't help. Anyway, the point is this. But that's how you keep him in the Afterthought Media family is you toy with him emotionally by telling him he's fat. And then when he feels bad, then you lift him up by telling him he's thick. And then when he starts to get a little too heady, you tell him he's fat again. Evan is very attractive. I'm not going to deny it. Evan is super cute. Yeah. George is cute. Yeah. So anyway, um, everybody at Afterthought's cute. Anyway, um, except for me. What I was going to say is... <laughs> there it is! There it is! <laughs> I was waiting for, literally doing, like, in my head the five, four, three, two. Can I please get to this? The guy that Lance Bass first dated, what was his name? The guy that Lance Bass first dated? Yeah. I don't know. Django Reinhardt, no, that's not a musician. What, what, uh, what was his name? Like, somebody, you know, in, can somebody in the, in the Discord please tell me his name? He is, like, the definition of uh, a basic white gay. Um, oh, Luke Steeman hit it. Christopher Maloney kind of does that to Marie too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
What was Lance Bass's first boyfriend's name? It's like Magnus or something. It's like a weird name. Magnus Reinhardt or something. It was like a weird ass fucking name. First of all, I happen to know people who knew him. He was a horrible human being. Horrible. Okay. Which is funny because everyone, everyone would say the same thing. I don't know this Lance Bass. But I knew people who were in a circle, and they would all say the same thing. Lance Bass is the nicest person, right? Nicest person. But this horrible human being, uh, Rain Marigold, or whatever his name was, right? Um, <laughs> you're going to get the name, and you're going to say, oh, that's a kind of like that. What, what was um, – uh, he's like that. He's like, to me, like the quintessential basic white gay that I'm talking about. Who, okay. What's his name? I don't know. I'm looking up uh- – I'm looking up Lance Bass, and I'm What's not seeing What's funny is, anything. when Lance dated him, he became then like a mini-celebrity. Sometimes you still see him in the tabloids. I know gays out there in, at Gayland are all ch- shouting at their car radios right now. Michael Turchin? No, 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 no. It's a weird name. Like, okay. Delicious Rainstorm. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird, weird name. Riken Lemkel? Lem- that's not, yes, 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 yes. Okay, and I I kind of remember him. Mm-hmm. I remember him now. Okay, and he's a horrible person. Allegedly, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly a horrible person. I don't know. What the hell does he do now? I don't know. Life after the Amazing Race. Well, now I want. Oh to yeah, he was in the Amazing Race. That's right. That's right. He was. He was. He was on the A list New York. Yes, that's described right. Described as was. a Real Housewife style show, which was canceled yes. after two seasons. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. And he was a horrible human being. Everyone who knew him was like, oh, what a terrible person he was. Okay. Okay, now we can move on with our lives. So, all right, so that was, so so the two things that you like and the one thing you didn't. You talked about basic white gay, Nebraska, Mm -hmm. which I forgot this is the origin of Nebraska Thunderfuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the one thing I don't like, basic white gays. Okay. Yeah, there you go. All right. After Alyssa's elimination, Coco finally feels free now that her arch rival is gone. Alaska and Roxy see Jinx as a threat and want to see her gone. And Jinx feels like there are people who are waiting for her to fail. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. For today's mini challenge, you're going to go to Drag Booty Camp. Now, the one queen that outlasts the others wins. All right. Uh, Alis- Aliska. Alaska was named the winner of the challenge, which gave her an advantage later on. Uh, next, RuPaul called in men dressed in military gear announced this week's main challenge. These gentlemen, who also happen to be gay, served our country before the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Thanks to these men, we have the freedom to be fierce. And now you get to exercise that freedom by enlisting these men into your drag house. All right. As the winner of the mini challenge, Alaska got to assign the pairs and she assigned them as follows. To Roxy Andrews, she assigned Izzy. To Jinx, she assigned Dave. To Coco, she assigned Steve. Detox Aaron. And Alaska got Mac, who we just did 10 minutes on. Um, all right. Very good. Uh, let's see. Moving on. In the workroom, Jinx and Dave talk about how he knew Judy Garland and he mentions his medical condition. Detox cannot hide her lust for her partner, Aaron, who already knows how to walk in heels. Roxy is bummed on her guy because he cannot walk in heels. Coco is nervous about what her guy can and can't do. And Alaska and Mac learn that Alaska has never made butt pads before and that Mac grew up in foster care. I feel like I mistakenly did not put in a discussion point. So let's go back to the I was going to say you didn't. 
Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning here. On that cold open, what were your thoughts? We'll break it down in little chunks. What were your thoughts on that cold open? Not really much to it. We already know a lot of this. Not a lot to it. And I'm, I'm a little torn about my feelings on the season up till this point. Mm-hmm. Because I have said over various seasons of this show that I always feel like this is the bullying season. And this mm-hmm. is the season where we see Roxy get really yeah. ugly with with jinx and that this i always i guess in my mind i always kind of felt like this was this was it and i even start because you almost start to see them kind of starting that and i wrote down like this is where it truly turns and it really didn't like the Mm -hmm. whole episode if anything there's a couple of times where they're nice to each other Mm -hmm. especially in untucked at one point where jinx compliments roxy on how well she and Izzy did. Mm-hmm. And Roxy's like, thank you. Thank you very much. Where it's just this very, these pleasantries. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just that we're really kind of veering to that for the last two episodes or what, but it, it looks more now, I guess I can see it more as a Roxy is struggling and she's just lashing out at people. Whereas before I, I, I guess I was more focused on the bullying and maybe we'll see that in the next couple of episodes, but I I was surprised to kind of see this where they're almost planting a seed for what you think is going to happen the rest of the episode. And then it doesn't. Well, um, but th- doesn't this speak to what Roxy kind of says on all stars two, which is uh, she had a bad 15 minutes and, yeah. that, and, 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 and so, cause so far I haven't really seen anything. And this show is notoriously crazy with the editing where sometimes, you know, we talked about this on season seven in the future that, mm. um, there's a, there's a moment in season seven where they chopped it up so obviously to make it seem what was an innocuous conversation was really shady. And it wasn't. You could tell it was just like an innocuous conversation, but they just intentionally chopped it up, very sloppily so, to make it seem shady. So my question is, do you think that they, because they know that there's one moment to come, they're trying to make it look worse than it is? I, maybe, yeah. I mean, this may be, you figure season five, I wasn't deep into the afterthought media machine yet. So mm-hmm. I was just watching things. I was just kind of, I was a surface watcher. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, whereas I kind of, you know, you and I and, and your other co-hosts all kind of look at overarching story arcs and things like that and possible meanings behind things. Plus, I'm also a little bit more aware of production mm-hmm. and editing than I was then. Mm-hmm. Um I'll be curious as to the rest of the season, how strongly I feel about that. Now, like I said, next week I might come back and be, you know, completely triggered by the way that she talks to, talks to Jinx. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Hmm. Um, uh, So so there's that piece. Uh, As far as the mini challenge goes, Mm -hmm. you know, there is Storm, who's very cute. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I couldn't stop staring at him to the point where I don't even know what happened in the mini challenge. Like, like, you win Alaska. (laughs) I'm like, what? What happened? Well, I I am a sucker for hairy legs. And he Mm -hmm. had super hairy legs. So when they kind of do the pan up from the shoes up, there was part of me that was very like, oh, hi. Okay. Now I'm completely invested in this. Um, The other thing that I thought of is. Does Bobble have hairy legs? He has okay hairy legs. He has very like fine hair, bear, hairy legs. I for some reason have no hair on my legs. You know, the diabetes cut the circulation off. No, I've had hair on my legs for a long time. Though I did used to have hair on my legs mm-hmm. when I was in my twenties, particularly like from the knees down. Mm-hmm. But, no, isn't, but, but isn't that a sign? Isn't that a sign of like bad circulation? Is the hair on your toes falls off and stuff like that? Well, no, bad circulation is if your toes fall off. <laughs> no, actually, but I have hair on my toes. 
Mm-hmm. Little little fine hairs, but I still have hairs on my toes. Are um, you a feet person? Do you suck Babalu's toes? No, no, I do not like feet. I am not a big fan of feet. I do not like anybody touching my feet. Um, I'm I, in the same feet... boat as you. What? I'm in the same. Why can't you hear me? I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, because as you're you. talking over me while I'm talking. Oh my god! I'm talking. I'm talking. Anyway, I'm in. Oh, I snorted. <laughs> um, I'm in the yeah. same boat as you. Yeah, I don't like you. Okay, as far as far as feet, as yep. far as leg yep. hair, as yep. far as no feet. And in okay. fact, you know, I love Aiden so much, and I miss him. Blah 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 blah. Right? Who cares? But the one thing I don't miss was this queen loved Birkenstocks. Oh, I know. My ex used to like Birkenstocks. Yeah, and it was something I was willing to overlook, uh-huh. but was not a fan of. Cameron was the same way too. Both he and Cameron had to wear wacky socks with their Birkenstocks, and also because they were what basic white gays. You know what? Yes, yes. And here's the deal too. I'm gonna tell you this too. I was talking to Filipino friend of the show, John Paul. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I was bringing up that Cameron always wanted to go camping, right? This Danny, he wants to go camping with me all the time too. I'm like, right? Mm -hmm. And John Paul said. Evil John wants to go camping all the time. He's like, I think white people love to go camping. I've only been camping once. What are your other than when I was a Cub Scout? We used to go. We used to go camping at like a campsite all the time when I was a Cub Scout. But what are your thoughts on camping? I I had fun. The problem with it was we went in March, which is the dry season here, and we went to this camp down by Fort Myers, which is an island. So you have to take a boat out. And then they pretty much come back and say, see you tomorrow. And then they leave you out on this boat. They mm-hmm. leave you out on this island. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have enough food. <gasps> well, I mean, we were we were with other people. Mm-hmm. But the problem was because it was dry, they said that you could not um, – you, you couldn't, like, have grills or anything because, you know, they didn't want the island burning down with people on it. Mm-hmm. But there were people across from us that were definitely glamping mm-hmm. and had, like, the gas grills and stuff okay. that wouldn't – that weren't open flames. And I remember that first night they had like we had brought like granola bars and something called uh, some sort of like bread that was like a like a 15 grain bread or something that had all sorts of sunflower seeds and stuff. But they were grilling steaks mm-hmm. and they were doing all this and it smelled really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning we were woken to where they had a Skittle and were making like pancakes and waffles and stuff. And they were just like on the other side of this like walkway because they wanted all the campers to kind of be together. Mm-hmm. So I so I remember that, that we were really hungry and we, after we got back off the ship, we went to Outback and spent an exorbitant amount of money. I remember that, and I remember I gave one of my strongest blowjobs ever. Strong? Wait, wait, wait. That should not be a particularly. Of- I was particularly proud of this blowjob of my ex, where I just kind of we were out in the middle of the woods, and there was we were on an island. There was only like three other people. Or mm-hmm. That's not true. There was more people, but they were on the other side of the island. So I was just like, "I'll suck your dick if you want." And he was like, "Okay," and that's all it took. One of my few outdoor sexual experiences. I haven't had very many of those. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. All right. Uh, any any other thoughts on the mini challenge there, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> the only, only other thing that I wrote was, can you imagine if they asked you and I to do that? Oh, I would have lost in one second. <laughs> I would have been Dave with the shoes. How? I can't walk in shoes. <laughs> I have a medical condition. It's yeah. called being morbidly obese. Yeah, Taylor, I want to ask you about this. Let's just ask you about this now. No, I'll ask you about it when the time comes when it's right. Okay. But getting getting to the mini challenge, I thought about that. There were things that I was surprised. Like I couldn't do – I could do sit-ups. Mm-hmm. And I could do jumping jacks. They would be really unattractive, but I could do those. But things like pull-ups, I could never do pull-ups oh, when I was a kid. No, no. No, no. pull-ups and the and the weird burpees things. Oh, I that hate where those. He, he uh, yelled at Jinx for Yeah, I no. could, I couldn't do something like that. I think I hate I hate two exercises the most burpees and the one where you carry the weights like you're carrying grocery bags and you do like the really long steps, the lunges. Hate that one with all my heart too. When I was a kid, I hated – they called them suicides mm-hmm. where you would run from one side of the basketball court to the other and you have to touch the thing and then you have to run to the next one and touch the thing go run back and forth and run back and forth mm-hmm. until eventually you wanted to throw up. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason I wanted to throw up because I was in gym class. Yeah. I hated gym class. I hated gym class too. Did you ever, ever have to do shirts versus skins and you had to be skins? Not that I remember. I had to do it one time. Mm-hmm. I was – traumatized me plus it was basketball which i don't know how to play basketball mm-hmm. so i'm sitting there with my little like 12 year old moves bouncing around all over the place just mm-hmm. hoping to god nobody passes me the basketball yeah standing there with my hands cupped over my buds <laughs> that was a little funny <laughs> i was just thinking about but no it wasn't funny because i was thinking about like poor you know traumatized taylor you know that i don't know that makes me very sad to hear about yeah, well. All right. You, you've heard nothing yet. Oh, God, no. Please don't. Um, all right, so then moving on to the main challenge, was there anything particular about the main – in the workroom, though, I mean, they announced the main challenge, right? We meet the guys. Yeah. Um, now, now, in the workroom, we see that Jinx and Dave talk about how he knew Judy Garland. I don't believe this story. I don't believe that story either. I think maybe one I... time he went to go see her perform. He's yes. also a little young. He's 67, and this came out in 2013. Okay, and she died in, like, 68. 68, 69. So that would be 40-something years. So he would have been... Uh, Math is hard. Um, No, no, no. This was filmed in 2013? 13. So actually it was filmed in 2012, Okay. And he's 67 in that, you're saying? Right. Okay. That means he was born in what year? Okay, I'm going to do that right now. He was born in 1945. So, right, so, okay, I mean, in theory, he would have been around 23 or so when she died. Yeah. Okay. But, what, but was she why a would big he deal have, to the young gays? Why would he have an opportunity to be around her? Let alone tell her about drugs. <laughs> yeah. What, what, I mean, I want, I want to go more into that story. It's just like, how is he getting in her sort of orbit and telling her, like, hey, try these drugs? I, I, I don't know if I buy the story. Well, and it was known that she wasn't it pretty much known that MGM got her hooked on drugs. Yeah, I think she was always a pill popper. That was always the problem with her with the pills. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. But even just knowing her, he's like, oh, she was really nice. Okay. No, I could say that about anybody. We could say that about this Riken Lunkum. (laughs) 
Luke just said right now you guys haven't seen Judy and it shows. Luke, I just I did a whole this has been interesting to nobody. I don't know where you were. I did like a whole ten minute review of Judy at the top of us talking. Sorry, inside joke. Not a joke, but so, like inside story. So so wait, because because they didn't show her as a pill popper in the beginning of it, then that that's fact. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, and okay. So Detox wants her partner Aaron. Who doesn't, by the way? You want to talk about Aaron right now? Yes, Aaron is very much my type as far as looks go. Mm-hmm. Like he's very much that. That is somebody that I find to be super super cute. Um, every time my husband was walking through and Aaron was talking, my husband would pretend to dodge the purse that was flying out of his mouth. <laughs> um. I got a vibe. I got, you know what? You know, he sounded like when he was talking and I've noticed this and I know that we've already talked about porn once. So what's our other topic we always talk about? Disney. No. Star well, Wars. Yes, but no. Uh, who, who did he look like? Who did he sound like when he was talking? Sound? I don't know. Who? He sounds like Andy Baragani. Oh, I didn't even. I, he kind of had that sort of. For everyone listening later, it's a Bon Appetit chef. Right, it's Bon Appetit Chef, but he kind of reminded me of Andy Baragani and a uh, Lucas Entertainment film star got together and had a baby. <laughs> he he looked like a porn star. Oh, he did. Yes, yes, I agree with that one hundred percent. I yeah. wonder if he ever. I, I wonder whatever happened to him. I'm actually very I don't curious. know. Hmm. All right, and then uh, Rocky's bum because he can't get walking heels. Coco's nervous about what her guy can do, and Alaska and Mac learn that Alaska's never okay. Who cares? Alaska's never made butt pads. All right, I mean it comes back to haunt her later, but right. yeah, now, this is what happened, guys. When I read too much and I have a discussion point. All right, next <laughs> during the table visits with RuPaul, Dave reveals to RuPaul that he killed Judy Garland. Mac shows off his awful runway walk. Aaron tells us he served before and after Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Steve joined the military in an effort to butch himself up. And Izzy doesn't know what the hell peanut butter is. All right, your thoughts here, Taylor? Um, It was just your standard. It was your standard fare as far as, uh, oh, I found Aaron's Twitter. Um, As far as her coming over and saying things. The one thing that I thought was super shitty, though, mm-hmm. was the whole I'm going to walk over and tell Coco's partner that, you know, well, she's been in the bottom, too. <laughs> she needs to do something to step it up. Yeah, that was weird. I, I thought that was weird to not only kind of because I felt like that not only put pressure on Coco, but it also put pressure on her partner yeah. who that's not really fair to put him under that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but RuPaul, you know, I'm trying to think. And then what I mean, RuPaul, we, I mean, we discuss this right now. When, but when Dave says that he killed Judy Garland, RuPaul is like, because Jinx is like, he left her speechless. And I'm like, yeah, because she's like, um, this guy's lying. Like, like, what do you, <laughs> tell, what do you tell a crazy person who's telling a lie? Well, she kind of says, she goes, well, like, I, you know, in fairness, Dave, right? You know, I think she was on that path for a long time. Yeah. Uh, well, because there's all there's also a legality there, I think, of where that had been in, where she felt like she kind of had to say that. Yeah, um, Mac, you're right. But what's funny is, how does Mac actually land up walking on during the looks? He walks, she walks fine, right, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. How does she learn how to walk in such a short time? Um, Aaron tells us here before and after. Don't ask, don't tell. You know what's so funny is, I knew a guy who became a jag lawyer. And he was a conservative. He was a, he was a guy that mm-hmm. I knew in high school was a Republican. And I remember him telling me while he was on the job that he was really annoyed because he said that literally most of the cases that he was trying were drug, this would be during Don't Ask Don't Tell, were mm-hmm. drug cases 
and don't ask, don't tell cases. And what a fucking piece of bullshit that was, you know? And I was kind of shocked by that, that he was like, it's so dumb. You well, know? it was, it was a, you know, it was a brief don't ask, don't tell was from 96 to what? When was don't ask, don't tell? I feel like it was like earlier than that. I feel like right when Clinton came in, like 94. No, I thought it was right after he. Okay, okay let's see. now we gotta look it up here. While he's doing that, we're gonna look it up anyway. So yeah, this this guy. While you look it up, um, he's now an a, like a, an assistant DA somewhere. I don't want to say where, but yeah. um, he eventually rose to the ranks and he became he was Saddam Hussein's like essentially like military legal rep. He was part of his legal representation. Uh, sort not not legal representation. He was sort of like the um, he wasn't defending him. He was sort of like the. The go between the military and Saddam Hussein's people, and he actually said that Saddam Hussein was a nice man. He realized that Saddam Hussein was a killer, and whatnot, <laughs> right. but like, I was like, he, "There's something you don't hear every day." Yeah, but uh, yeah. but he was very don't nice ask, don't tell was from uh, February of ninety four till September of two thousand eleven. Okay, so like, oh, that's a good chunk of time. They're almost twenty. That years. was a good chunk of time. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it was a it was a weird time, Taylor. I don't know if you lived through it, but uh, I did. <laughs> No, I wasn't born yet. No, you weren't. So, um, all right, moving on. Uh, all right, okay, look, there's a whole segment where the girls and their partners practice their color guard routine. The only thing that happens with all the girls um, is that they all keep messing up their uh, routines and dropping their flag, except for Jinx and Dave. Uh, the only story here is that Dave reveals he has AIDS, and that's why he has trouble walking in heels. This makes Jinx very emotional, and she promises to do what she can to make Dave comfortable. I have a couple of things to say about this. One, Taylor, I know you work with a lot of uh, HIV patients, and people probably have AIDS and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, my question to you is, what about having AIDS would prevent you from walking in heels? Okay. I can answer that. Okay. One of the things that many people with HIV and AIDS go through is neuropathy, okay. where they receive um, not only was uh, it's sort of like if you you know like when you fall asleep on your foot, yeah, and then you go to stand up and there's that pins and needles. Imagine that all the time. Well, I do have that because of sciatic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so neuropathy can be really bad, and it also creates inflammation. And one of the things that he also talked about, and you could tell from I don't want to say you can tell from looking at him. That's not what I mean. But because his body is where he's sort of this very large round shape up at the top and then he has very thin legs, mm-hmm. um, that's called muscular lipodystrophy. And that is where you will sometimes see particularly long-term survivors of the disease where they're fat, they get fat deposits, where their stomachs often become very large. They get um, – what looks kind of like a hump, like a camel hump, and their neck often becomes very thick, and it moves all of the uh, moves all of the the fat around, and it's impossible to get rid of it. Um, now, recently, a new medication has come out that hopefully is going to combat that a little bit for long term survivors. But it, it's not one of those that if I lose weight, it'll, even if you lost weight, you would still have these large hard fat deposits in various Mm -hmm. parts of your body. A lot of the medications, particularly a lot of the medications on the early days of HIV and AIDS did cause um, bone issues where it it reduced bone density. Mm -hmm. So there've been class action lawsuits and that sort of thing that have um, for people that were on medications for a long time, because they didn't realize just how badly it affected people's bones. So when he said, I can't wear these shoes, particularly because I don't have the leg support. I don't have the ability to support myself, whether he's like standing on his 
tippy toes or whatever it is that he needed to do. That did make sense to that. Okay, so let me – here's my question. Now, before I start yelling at the production of World of Wonder, my question to you, Taylor Hilante boy, is did he does he wear heels or flats on the runway? He wears a flat – he wears – it looks like flats. Not flats, but it looks almost like – dance shoes. Oh, like those wedge shoes or like oh dance shoes. Yeah. Well, because they show at one point when he says something when the one little Greek guy that was from Fashion Police yeah. says and those shoes are unforgivable. They flash at Dave's shoes when they're actually ta- once again shockingly they're talking about somebody completely different. They're talking about Nebraska's boots. Yeah. Um Nebraska and Alaska's boots for that. But he is um when he's performing, he's not wearing heels. He has like a slight slight heel, but it's nothing like don't the you heels think that the girls are wearing? Don't you think that the show should have let him just wear fucking flats, and not hold it against Jinx or him? I mean, he had a fucking medical condition. Well, but I also I was waiting to see if they did make reference to that, mm-hmm. and to everyone's benefit, as far as I'm concerned, nobody said that, and it didn't make it to air. If somebody made a comment about mm-hmm. it, if somebody made a comment about the fact that he wasn't that she wasn't in um, that she wasn't in heels. Because that that would have been a really shitty thing to do, even for them, if they had commented on that. What did you think of the whole age revelation and Jinx's emotional breakdown because of it and whatnot? I think it shows – I think it was a moment for Jade J, – uh, Jinx – Jade – for Jinx to kind of shine in the eyes of the viewer mm-hmm. where it seemed like there was – there there is she genuinely seemed concerned. Mm-hmm. She genuinely wanted to make this as comfortable as possible mm-hmm. a process for Dave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're talking about performers who I would could only assume working in the drag world, working in gay bars, working in that they have all experienced a loss as far as somebody with HIV and AIDS, or they mm-hmm. know someone who's HIV yeah, positive sure. and that sort of thing. And to see somebody allowing themselves on national tv that's not a celebrity that's not looking for fame and notoriety but to be that vulnerable on tv and to just because because the, the he he says at one point early on i have a medical condition and then it's kind of glossed over and then he says it a second time and then he says i have aids mm-hmm. and talking about it i think i would hope that anybody that was talking to him in that scenario would have the same response that jinx did mm-hmm Exactly. What well, are your thoughts? No, I, I think you're right. I, I, it still makes me a little uncomfortable that they use that. You know, I'm, it's weird. I get – it almost reminds me of the conversation you and I had about Judy earlier. People weren't privy to it because off the air. But um, where I said there, there was a part of me that felt, you know, Judy Garland was you know taken advantage of by the studios and men her entire life. And it sort mm-hmm. of felt that this movie was perpetuating that, you know, that, like she's dead and there's still – fucking digging up her grave and just get squeezing out every bit that they can out of her. And it's yeah. kind of sad. It's sad. And I wonder if it's the same thing here. It's like this guy's gone through a lot. And yes, he's getting his message out there. And yes, it's something we should see. It's something we should never forget. But how much of this is exploitation and how much of this is actually positive? I don't know. I don't know, Taylor. Thank you. I just feel uncomfortable. You know? Well, but that's good. That's good that you feel uncomfortable. Not and not that he has AIDS, you know. It's no, more I like- know that that it is where where somebody that somebody is putting themselves out there, and you want to protect that person. Yeah, 
Yeah, but maybe he went. We don't know. I don't know his story. Maybe he went on there to talk about it, which is if that's the case. And you know, all right, very. <coughs> well, are you okay? Uh oh, Taylor. Everybody's coughing. Furious. He has his finger up. He has a giant cup that he's drinking from. A liquid of unknown substance. I don't know what it is. It might probably just water, but uh, we're gonna get it. Is it's, it's just water. Sorry, I coughed up. Coughed up dinner for some reason. What did you have weird. for dinner? Meatloaf. It's elimination day, and everyone is getting ready for the runway. <laughs> Roxy, Roxy shaves down Izzy and grosses everyone out. Coco and Steve throw a lot of shade around the room. Jinx asks Dave about being discovered as gay. Aaron asks Detox about her car accident. Which I, did you know Detox was in a car accident? Did that come up before? Only because she talked about it a little bit a little bit earlier. Oh. And Coco has trouble teaching her guy how to tuck. Uh, your thoughts on the elimination day? Um, I'm looking at my notes. I apologize. That's all right. I thought the energy of Roxy up till this point was really weird. Where she seemed so negative, so negative, so negative. And then just kind of the next day was super in a good mood and super happy and super excited and joking with Izzy while she shaved him and mm-hmm. all of that. It was just a weird... There didn't seem to really be a big turn. I mean, they mm-hmm. they did some stuff with the dancing. But even then, when she said, like, you know, he's giving it his all. But then they were also kind of cutting it to where she was rolling her eyes and giving giving air. Yeah. it did. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, it didn't mean necessarily it was done at that day. They, they're very shady with their editing. They're trying to no, I know. Them. I know they're shady with their editing. editing but. Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest with you, there wasn't much to it for me. I mean, she shaved Izzy. Who cares, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dave's story about being discovered as gay. Now, maybe I missed this part, but how did it specifically go from him going to a gay bar to his being discharged? How did they find? He said, he said they were spotted. Oh, they were they spotted. were spotted going in, and they were able to they were able to name them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, very good. And then um, detox his car accident. I mean, that was a sad story. I can imagine that was very tough for detox because she's so into her looks, she's so into her appearances. I'm wondering um, if that's why she got a lot of her plastic surgery. What did this all meant for her? Yeah, and I I was surprised. I guess watching it in HD. Mm-hmm. And she makes comment that she can't grow hair over one eyebrow, mm-hmm. but you can definitely see areas of where they clearly had to reconstruct her, particularly her forehead. Yeah. Where she almost has a section of her forehead that seems slightly raised. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't, I don't know that I've ever actually noticed that before. Yeah, no, not since I, you said it. Yeah. I love Detox. Detox is definitely one of my all time favorite queens. Oh, really? Well, she's There's, a Florida queen, so you like that stuff. Yeah, apparently. All right. Well, Taylor, it's time for the looks. Uh, this week, the theme was army makeover. Any big standouts for you, Taylor Valente boy? I will say this. Yeah. I liked all of the looks. Yeah. I liked all five looks. The only thing, if I had to give somebody a critique, mm-hmm. I would say Coco's was a little boring. But okay. I thought everybody else's looks were really, really good and really strong. Yeah, my only, you know, they were, I feel there were a lot of quibbles with the people, with the judges we're talking about. My only weird little quibble, I'm surprised it didn't come up. I didn't like the way the wig was sitting on uh, Nebraska's head. There was it any- felt just kind of 
plopped on. Yeah, it felt very plopped on. I don't know what, what that was all about. And I know it's the it's the sort of the shape of the wig that Alaska does, but for some reason yeah. with Alaska it works better, and on on, on uh, Nebraska it just seemed yeah right like plopped on sounds like a right word. Mm. Plus, uh, it was super super uh, thirsty. Oh yeah 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 yeah. R.I.P. Donna Sugars. So <laughs> you know what's so funny is. We make fun of Donna. So everyone should know in season seven, the very first season we ever did this show, we had a drag queen as a, as a, as a panelist named Donna Sugars. And what we always laughed about was every fucking week she said a different girl in season seven that their hair was thirsty. What's funny is we were, we're redoing, we're doing a reboot of this season seven recap. I would say about half the time she's right. There are a lot, there, oh, are, sure. actually a thir- there are actually a lot of thirsty wigs in season seven. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of the looks, I think, were pretty good. Um, I don't even know how they determined who was in the bottom, to be honest with you. Well, Detox's flag routine was really bad. How was Coco? I mean, I think they just wanted Coco to go home. Like, eh, Coco's going to go home. Yeah I, yeah, I feel like that was just, it was it was Coco's time. Yeah. Uh, and, and to me, Roxy won just because the patty was just so unbelievable. <laughs> so, all right. Well, there you go. That's the looks. That's the looks. All right, on the main stage, Coco is upset by the critiques. RuPaul tells her to get over it and put on a happy face. After the deliberations, Roxy... And- that was a weird moment, don't you think? Say that again? When Coco's like, I just gets really upset. She's like, I just feel like you guys are always picking on me. And RuPaul's just like, you know, that happens to me. And they just got to smile and deal with it. I'm like, this fucking RuPaul's so fucking... I was going to say, that's not true at all. No, that's not true at all. It's fucking throwing shit. We have, we have literal people in our lives that know that anytime somebody gives critiques or criticism... She doesn't just smile and get over it. Yeah. After the deliberations, Roxy Andrews is named the winner of the challenge, while Detox and Coco are placed in the bottom two. After lip sync battle for their lives to It Takes Two by seduction, Detox is told Shantae you stay, while Coco is asked to sashay away. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? I know you wanted to talk about the lip sync. Yeah, I thought that the lip sync was much more joyous from Coco than it was for detox. Mm-hmm. I mean, detox had that one little bit in the, in the middle where she sort of did the cabbage patch and yeah. was kind of doing the running man and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think that it was worthy of her staying and Coco going other than for, you know, the storyline dictated it. 100% the storyline, because one, you can just tell, if you really look at it, that Coco is doing a better lip sync job than Detox. They have to frame it and shape it so it looks like Detox one, but you can tell one of the things they do is, even though Detox had gotten this note before, she is still doing that chin wiggle multiple times, and so anytime, they show it one time, but then any other time, you can see it start to happen, and they cut. They'll cut to Michelle, they'll cut to Coco, and then they cut back to Detox. So they were cutting out that chin wiggle because they they knew the audience would be like, again again with the fucking goddamn chin wiggle Detox. Well, but I remember that becomes a thing with her next lip sync where she does it and points at it and they immediately go to Michelle with a pissed off look on her face. Yeah. I will remember that for next week. But I thought that it was, you know, it it wasn't definitely in a top lip syncs of ever of the show no i, I thought i was thinking it'd be good it's a michelle song by the way i want to talk to you i know you're a, an expert on seduction <laughs> and um they said takes two by seduction featuring michelle visage right now i thought the song was originally before michelle visage joined the group no no there was there was a verse there was two songs out called it takes two around the same time mm-hmm. there was 
seductions, but before seductions, there was, oh God, what was the name of that? DJ, I want to say DJ Easy Bacon. I know that's not it. DJ Rob Bass and Easy Rock. Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Mm-hmm. And they had the It Takes Two that's the rap version. And then they had this song that was sort of a pop version of it. But seduction, Michelle Visage was always in seduction. Mm hmm. Um, but I think oh, he was just saying. Wait, wait, wait! That Did you say Michelle Visage has always been in seduction? Michelle Visage has always been in seduction. I thought there the was a singer before her, and she left, and Michelle Visage took her place. Okay, well, as far as seduction had one album that came out, which is called "Nothing Matters Without Love," and Michelle Visage is on that. It's Michelle Visage, I Dallas, who eventually became an MTV VJ, mm-hmm. and there is a third girl whose name I don't remember. Michelle, Williams. so because there was. There was a white girl, a Hispanic girl, and a black girl. Uh-huh. What did you just say? I said Michelle Williams. Michelle, no, it wasn't Michelle Williams. So, um, and they had one album, mm-hmm. and it was produced by the guys who did CNC Music Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doing a second album, uh, and the masters got ruined. They were in a basement of a building and the masters got ruined in mm-hmm. a flood. Mm-hmm. So they never, ever released anything else because then at that point, like CNC had taken off and then the one guy had died. Um, one of the, t- one of the two C's had died and it, it just never took off. And then she eventually though, she did, um, the soul system, uh, which is a she is which is the band where she does the rap for that, which is on the Bodyguard soundtrack, which she makes jokes about that a later later season where she goes track nine. So and that video is that video is funny because she's got huge blonde hair and she's all like in a bikini laying in a beach chair and she's doing all these raps where the camera goes really slow over her. But um, that song's called A Lovely Day, which it's based on it's a which it's based on an old song from the seventies, which is a great song. I guess I am kind of a, an expert on seduction now that I think about it. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode <laughs> of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5. So for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, Sasha Way, Sasha Way, away. <laughs> until next week. Listen, I said it before, I'll say it again. Jeffrey Thunderbear needs you to know he contributed. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, 
Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sermet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Jordan Darling, Haley Slans and her mom, Sandy Romero's Ruiz, and Eve A. Adams. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.